All right, this is for Saturday, March 25th. Today is the Annunciation of Our Lord. And uh, I'm going to read this. This is uh, a little essay from the uh, Magnificat by Anne Housted uh, Burlag. Burlag, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. My dad read his way into the into the church and became a Catholic at the age of 88. During our many conversations to sitting on the porch or in the living room with his books piled around his chair, Dad would say that if only he could understand the prologue to John's gospel, announcing that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, he would understand everything. The incarnation announced to Mary and accepted by her freely given fiat, the moment in which the word became flesh holds the key, as my father understood, to the to the pre-consciousness of life, the incarnation, when God himself enters flesh, the, the concrete stuff of life, sanctifies matter and likewise sanctifies everything in creation. Matter itself, what we can see and touch, became holy. The incarnation, when God himself joins matter to himself, puts the lie to the perennial Gnostic heresy, tempting us for all of history that matter and spirit are entirely separated and the created world is without meaning and purpose. My dad always spoke of the created order. He understood that within all things there is an internal order that reflects the Logos, the Word, the orderly divine mind, that created it, the Logos, Christ, second person of the Trinity, became a man, son of God, son of Mary, the Logos, plung plunging into time as a human embryo into the womb of Mary, proclaimed that matter, flesh, is good, ordered, holy. I miss my dad. Someday I hope to talk with him again. He will tell me what he found out. Anne Houston uh, Burleig is a longtime writer for Catholic journals. She and her husband live in Cincinnati, near their children and grandchildren. They are members of the Dominican laity. This was very beautiful. All right. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Come, let us adore him. Alleluia. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Alleluia. And this is a little hymn. I'm not going to sing it. I'm just going to read it. Son of God and thy Son, Lady, Mary, Mother, full of grace, born of God without beginning, born thy babe in time and place, no division, no confusion, God and man in unity, Human nature, true salvation, union with the Trinity. Blessed far above all nations, Israel, God's chosen one. Blessed far above all women, chosen mother of God's son. Mystery of God's election, who can know the Father's mind? 
Give him glory, all you peoples. Praise him, for his ways are kind. God is with us. Christ is for us. Earth, Earth's new baby, heaven's Lord. Blessed art thou, O blessed mother, of the mighty light adored. Darkness cannot overcome him. Heaven's brightness shines abroad. Jesus, Savior, God made lowly, word made flesh, thy son, thy God. And here's um, Psalm 85. I will hear what the Lord God has to say, a voice that speaks of peace, peace for his people and his friends and those who turn to him in their hearts. His help is near for those who fear him and his glory will dwell in our land. Mercy and faithfulness have met. Justice and peace have embraced. Faithfulness shall spring from the earth and justice look down from heaven. The Lord will make us, prop, make us pro prosper and our earth shall yield its fruit. Justice shall march before him and peace shall follow his steps. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Isaiah um, 45, verse 5 and 8. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God besides me. It is I who, who arm you, though you know me not, so that toward the rising and the setting of the sun men may know that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form the light and create the darkness. I make well-being and create woe. I, the Lord, do all these things. Let justice descend, O heavens, like dew from above, like gentle rain, like the skies drop, drop it down. Let the earth open up and salvation bud forth. Let justice also spring up. I, the Lord, have created this. Be it done according to your word. Luke chapter 1, verse 38. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> an 88-year-old man, an 88-year-old man makes his way into the Catholic Church. That is, that's beautiful. That's searching for the truth. No matter what, even to the... Even to your golden years, I have to admire that man. He is definitely in heaven. He is definitely a saint. Searching for the truth, no matter what. Reading his way into the Catholic Church at the age of 88. Unbelievable. I have to admire him. I really do. That, that old man, that man is truly a saint. That much hunger, even... In, in his old age, he did not give up. He wanted to know who God is. He, and even at that age, he wanted to understand the prologue because he, he believed it had held the key to everything. My God, God bless him. God bless her father. Okay, let's go for the... Uh, the uh, Canticle of Zechariah, otherwise also, also known as the Benedictus. It's from the Gospel of Luke chapter 1, verse 68 to 79. This is done for morning prayer. 
Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Okay. Um, we're going to go now into the um, Mass reading. All right. Solemnity of the Annunciation of the Lord. The Annunciation heralds the beginning of our salvation. At Mary's obedient fiat, whom humanity is wedded to divinity. The salvation our heart cries out for because, um, I'm sorry, our salvation our heart cries out for became flesh in Mary's womb. We are Christians because of what God had announced to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Since it, can, it cannot be bought in order for this salvation to enter into us, we need a humble heart, a docile heart, an obedient heart like Mary's. Uh, this is from Pope Francis. When we repent the words of the angel by praying the Hail Mary, the word of God germinates in our soul. So and when you read the Bible, when you start reading from Genesis, you notice that it begins with a marriage. It begins with the, cre the creation of the world and then the creation of Adam and then Eve. And the fall, the, the tempter, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, first tempts the woman, then the man. All right, and the whole world fell into sin. And then, in the beginning of the new Genesis, it begins again with a virgin woman, but there is no Adam yet. It's kind of reverse. An angel appears to a young virgin. The devil is a fallen angel. Gabriel is sent by God to announce to a virgin who was created specifically, all right, created by God without sin. This is what we call the Immaculate Conception. She was created by Jesus Christ, by the Trinity, the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, for this specific reason. 
A lot of people, unfortunately, like in the Protestants, don't ask, why her? Why her above all the women in Israel? And there were several families at the house of David that probably could have been qualified, but not, but no, it had to be her. And yet, you know, our Protestant brothers and sisters don't ask this question. She says, yes. We also have to pay attention to the words we're about to read, but let's begin. All right. The Lord said, as he entered the world, behold, I come to do your will, O God. This is from Hebrews chapter 10, verse 5 and 7. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to please pray for me and with me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie Lysion, Kyrie Lysion, Kyrie Lysion, Christea Lysion, Christea Lysion, Christea Lysion, Kyrie Lysion, Kyrie Lysion, Kyrie Lysion. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Okay. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you, we give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, heavenly King, O God, almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, only begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father, Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Okay, so the first reading is from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 10, 14, and 8 to 10. Okay, this is the prophecy of the virgin. Behold, the virgin shall conceive. The Lord spoke to Ahaz, saying, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the nether world, or high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask, I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary people? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The word of the Lord. Okay. I'm going to read it one more time. Okay. One more time. The Lord spoke to Ahaz saying, Ask for a sign from the Lord your God. Let it be deep as the netherworld or high as the sky. But Ahaz answered, I will not ask. 
I will not tempt the Lord. Then Isaiah said, Listen, O house of David, is it not enough for you to weary people? Must you also weary my God? Therefore the Lord himself will give you this sign. The virgin shall be with child and bear a son and shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us, the word of the Lord. Okay. Now, um, interesting. This, the one Isaiah that we're reading, the most popular one, the one that basically is quoted both by um, Matthew and I believe Luke in some places. But here's the thing. That virgin that the, 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 the translation of the apostles use, Matthew, is the Greek version, okay, from the Subduagent, which is the one that's mostly used by Catholics and Orthodox Christians and, Prot and Protestants. Of course, in the Hebrew version, it doesn't say virgin. Uh, a virgin shall conceive, uh, conceive. The translation, it actually has the word Hebrew word for young woman or maiden. Alma, I believe it is. It says woman, a young woman or maiden. Now, here's the thing. The argument is from the Jewish perspective that that's that there's a different word for virgin, uh, virgin, a different word for that, which is true. I think in Hebrew, they do have a different word for it. But the fact that they're trying to disturb, uh, even the, today, the, the, the critics of Christianity or even the atheists, you know, uh, biblical scholars, modernists will say, that that's, that's a bad translation. It's not a bad translation. The Subduagent scholars back in the days of Platonomy after Alexander the Great, the Egyptian, the Egyptian, the Greek Egyptians were building a fantastic library, the Library of Alexandria, the most famous library of Alexandria. And he wanted to have all the knowledge of the world deposited in that, I guess you can say it's the world's first Google, you know, how everybody goes to Google for a question to get an answer. And that was the biggest deposit of knowledge, of human knowledge at that time in history. And he sent a message to Jerusalem, right? This is after the Babylonian exile, after Alexander the Great. And Alexander the Great spread the Greek language throughout the whole four corners of the earth of that known world. And then suddenly he, they, they wanted the, the, the temple to send one of their best scholars to Egypt and translate the language of the Jews, the, the, their knowledge, their wisdom, their, their, their holy books into the Greek language so that the world may know what they believe. And actually that was a very flattering compliment. And he did. He sent, legend has it, 72. And they translated it. And they needed to figure out how to communicate the Jewish language and the Jewish faith and the Jewish culture in mind. Because behind translations is not just the literal translation of a word. 
you have to you have to figure out how to express the meaning of that word in another language it's not just translating it like literally translating it because there's a problem okay you have to capture the meaning the essence of that word so the best thing they at India understood how to translate woman this meaning of this text was they translated as a virgin now here's a here's another thing for you they say that it's not a virgin but here's the thing when we get to the new testament we discover something that there's a meaning behind the text we get to we get to nazareth and there is a young woman a young woman who happens to be a virgin and then when we get to the wedding at cana Jesus says to his mother, she asks him, they, she says, she tells him that there's no more wine. And his response to her, woman, what does this have to do with you and me? My hour has not yet come. Then we get to the foot of the cross. Mary's standing there, looking up at her son who's been mutilated, crowned with thorns and pierced. And then he sees John, his apostle, he sees his mother and he says, woman, behold your son. And then he says, behold your mother. If we go back and we look at this very carefully, we step back, there's a meaning to the word woman. And obviously the woman is a virgin. Mary is the woman. Now, if we go back to Genesis right? We get Adam, who is the man. Then it says that God cast a deep sleep on, uh, on Adam and took a rib from his side. Remember, Jesus was pierced in the side. Now, God took the rib and created a woman, right? And brought her to the man. And then Adam says, this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. I shall call this one woman because she was taken out of man. And the man and the woman were both naked, but were not ashamed. The serpent then appears to the woman. So obviously, if Eve is the woman and she is the first woman, this first woman, right, is also a virgin. She was obviously created out of Adam. And she has not, Adam and Eve have not known each other yet. They haven't even had a chance to, 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 to be intimate with each other. And when she fell, she was still a virgin. She was still intact. As she first, as she was created. So therefore, it's not that the text is wrong. The men got the meaning of the text correctly. They just needed to translate it into another language that did not have their theology. So they had to find a way to explain the meaning of what 
this of who and what this woman is. It's obviously a virgin is a woman, but they had to capture the meaning of it. So you see, in many ways, even like the New American Bible, which is a Catholic Bible, it's not the best translation uh, of all Catholic Bibles. Others are better. It captured the meaning. Uh, I think, uh, you know, in a sense, they, it, it tries the best it can. It went ahead to the, use the original Hebrew translation. But I now that I you know I've managed to look this look at this carefully, there is no threat to an original Isaiah that doesn't say virgin. It's the fact is we have to understand is that in theology it makes sense that Jesus would use the word woman because Mary is the new Eve. And it makes sense that, you know. In a sense, if we go back and we look at the Hebrew verge, the the translation, the original Hebrew, and it says "woman," it's not a, it's not you know, it, you know, it's not a uh, an undermining of our theology. Okay, we have to just learn to understand the theology, think as Jesus thinks, and yes, I much prefer the Greek version that says a young ver uh, a virgin shall conceive. It both are not wrong, both are correct. We just have to look at it from the perspective of theology, our theology as Catholics, our theology as Christians. There's no threat here. There's no undermining of our faith. Okay, what regardless what the uh, critical thinking scholars say, the truth is the truth of our faith. So you know, I think this is a great. I think this is great. Basically, you know, just you know, step back and look at. Look at the word from Jesus. Jesus gives us the answer in Cana, and he gives us the answer at the foot of the cross. We, he, he himself, always he knew this was going to happen. He knew scholars were going to try to undermine the faith. Jesus is the answer. He gives us the answer. Psalm forty. Here I'm. Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Sacrifice or abolition you wish not, but ears open to obedience you gave me. Holocaust or sin offerings you sought not. Then I said, Behold, I come. Here I am, Lord, I, I come to do your will. In the written scroll it is prescribed for me. To do your will, O oh my God, is my delight, and your law is within my heart. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. I announced your justice in the vast assembly. I did not restrain my lips, as you, O oh Lord, know. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Your justice I kept not hid within my heart. Your faithfulness and your salvation I have spoken of. I have made no secret of your kindness and your truth in the vast assembly. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. Okay, our next reading here is uh it's from the letter of hebrews chapter 10 verse 4 to 10 
Traditionally, it's believed it was uh, written by St. Paul. The text doesn't tell us who the author is, but it's, I mean, you know, it, it's a, it's a magnificent theological um, letter. I believe it's St. Paul. Okay. And here's the outline. As is written of me in the scroll, behold, I come to do your will, O God. Okay. Letter to the Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 4 to 10. Brothers and sisters, it is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats take away sins. For this reason, when Christ came to the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. In holocaust and sin offerings, you took no delight. Then I said, As is written of me, in the scroll, behold, I come to do your will, O God. First, he says, sacrifices and offerings, holocausts and sin offerings, you neither desired nor delighted in. These are offered according to the law. Then he says, behold, I come to do your will. He takes away the first to establish the second. By this will, we have been consecrated through the offerings of the body of Jesus, through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all, the word of the Lord. One more time. Letter to the Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 4 to 10. Brothers and sisters, it is impossible that the blood of bulls and goats take away sins. For this reason, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. In holocausts and sin offerings, you took no delight. Then I said, as is written of me in the scroll, behold, I come to do your will, O God. First he says, sacrifice and offerings, holocausts and sin offerings you neither desired nor delighted in. These are offered according to the law. Then he says, Behold, I come to do your will. He takes away the first to establish the second. By this will we have been consecrated through the offerings of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. The word of the Lord. Okay. If you notice... It's actually quoting Psalm 40. Again, the 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 um, the author of Hebrews is using the Subduagent. He's using the Greek version. All right, and I'll I'll explain the differences here. Okay, um, it says here. Okay, I'll 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 help you. I'll go back to the original sacrifice the the letter to the hebrews this is the passage sacrifice or abolition you wish not but ears open to obedience you gave me holocaust or sin offerings you sought not then i said behold i come to do your will that's how it's written in in the written scroll it is prescribed for me to do your will O oh my god is my delight and your law is within my heart. Okay, so that's the original passage. 
as quick as as close as possible as we can get to it from the Hebrew in an English translation here at Hebrews sacrifice and offering you did not desire but a body you prepared for me in holocaust and sin offerings you took no delight then I said as is written of me in the scroll behold I come to do your will O God okay so the difference is the original says ear an ear to listen the Hebrew focuses on the ear which is uh, basically obviously the part that of the body that calls for the individual to hear listen and obey but the translators decided to translate it into a body and in many cases this is like a um a prophecy pointing to the incarnation because it's listen listen how the 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 the, the author of the hebrews focuses on here when Christ came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offerings you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. In holocaust and sin offerings, you took no delight. Then I said, as is written of me in the scroll, behold, I come to do your will, O God. The the author to the uh, of Hebrews is pointing to connecting that who Jesus is is point is already been prepared and told to us ahead of time in the prophecies of the Psalms and the prophets that that the translators the how you have to look deeper into the meaning okay an ear is part of the body so magnificently, masterly, the Holy Spirit through through Paul, and I believe it's Paul, understands the importance of this, that Christ came to set up a new order, a new atonement, a new sacrifice, a new redemption. All right. He came into the world and the body was prepared for him. He the father wanted this incarnation, wanted this perfect sacrifice to be born, and he wanted he wanted him to be born from a perfect one. This demands another. Okay, a new Adam demands a new Eve, a new Eve demands a new Adam. God demands a new creation, and. And you have to look at it from this perspective because how long will we continue? Imagine if the temple was around today. Imagine, imagine the sacrifices of animals and bulls. Imagine if the world had a temple where there was burnt offerings of, of, of carcasses of animals today. I can't even imagine something like that happening. God knew that the world was going to change and he prepared it because humanity needed a sin, an atonement. This is important for us. It's very important. Christ, the God, the father, the Trinity, so loved the, the God, the father and the son 
He gave us his only begotten son to give us this forgiveness we needed. And the Eucharist, the bread and wine, the, the crucifixion was prepared for us, was given to us to save us. The virgin birth was all prepared. Everything was laid, the foundation for a new sacrifice. And even the human beings, we human beings, we love to stick to, to things. I mean, to the Jews, no, no, no offense, but it's understandable. I mean, I if I was a Jew, I would hold on to it too. This was not just their religion, but it was their identity. It was important. It was an identity for them. Something that they were not willing to give up so easily. And yet, at the same time, they were given, they were the people of the covenant. So you can see how everything was part of their fabric, part of their being, part of their identity. Why would they want to give it up? From a human perspective, they had to hold on to it. But the world was changing and God already laid the foundations for that change. Either you, 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 you accept, you, you search and ask the question, what is the meaning and purpose of all this? And dare to find the answer? Or you cling on to something that you know and it's your whole world. Either way, something's going to change. And it, it, would, it would tear them apart. I sympathize with that. I understand that. Because all of us as human beings, we don't want the world to change. We want things to stay as they are. But yet, the change came. And Christ came. The prophecies were fulfilled. It's, it's shocking, but it's true and it's beautiful. Let's move on. Okay, the gospel, the verse before the gospel, the word of God became flesh and made his dwelling among us and we saw his glory. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 1, verse 26 to 38. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, 
has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so I am going to read this. This is the uh, meditation uh, of the day from the Magnificat. I think it's pretty cool. The angel Gabriel was sent from God. Gabriel, the great chief of the hosts, descended. He went down to her as he had been sent from God <clears throat> because she alone was worthy of the, of the great mystery. And that was rich in divine revelations, with prayers and in, and in clarity and in simplicity, Mary received that spiritual revelation. She, being holy and standing in wonder in God's presence, her heart was poured forth with love in prayer before him. She was in prayer as Daniel was in prayer. Daniel chapter 9, verse 20 to 23. When this same watcher of light descended to him while Zachary the priest was standing in the sanctuary to pray before God, the watcher visited him. This maiden, who was capable of receiving a more important revelation, she was in prayer when she received the watcher who had descended. Prayer that is under, unclouded conspires with God. It speaks to him, listens to him, and confides in him. The watcher had descended, descended while Mary was standing in prayer. He gave her the greeting <clears throat> sent to her from the Most High. Peace be to you, Mary. Blessed one, our Lord is with you. Blessed are you, and blessed is the fruit of your virginity. When she heard it, she was prudently reflecting on what might be the cause of this unusual greeting. The watcher said to her, Do not be afraid, O full of mercy. The Lord has chosen you, that in your virginity you might be his mother. Behold, from this time you will solemnly conceive. You will give birth to the great one whose kingdom is without end. Mary said, How then will, will what you say happen, since man has never been known to me? And how will I bring forth? You have announced a son to me, but I am not conscious of marital man. The moment was full of wonder when Mary was standing, conversing with Gabriel, one humble daughter of poor folk and one angel might eat, met each other and spoke of a wonderful tale. A pure virgin and a fiery watcher spoke with wonder, a discourse that reconciled dwellers of earth and heaven. One woman and the prince of all the hosts made an agreement for the reconciliation of the whole world. They spoke 
and make peace for those who were worth, who were, who were wroth. Maiden and watcher met each other and conversed on the matter until they abolished the conflict between the Lord and Adam, the great strife that occurred amidst the trees. Genesis chapter 3. Okay. Came up for discussion and it... Let me go back just a little bit here. The great strife that occurred amidst the trees came up for dis discussion and it all came to an end. There was peace and earthly being and a heavenly one spoke with love. The struggle between the those two sides ceased and they were at peace. Jacob of, uh, of Sirag. Jacob of Sirag passed away about 521 AD called the flute of the Holy Spirit was a bishop born at Kartam on the Euphrates River. He composed more than 700 Syriac poems and homilies. <clears throat> Let's re uh, reflect on this. It is absolutely one of the greatest things you can say that... The universe, creation, reality experienced the fact that the creator of the universe, God, the Son, the Logos, the second person of the Trinity, through the love of God the Father, the first person of the Trinity, through the power of of the Holy Spirit, Spirit, third person of the Trinity. God, the Son, came into our reality, our world, our fallen world. Reality that he created that has been wounded by a cosmic disease called sin, which man, through through the um, carelessness of our first parents brought into the world. And then he became human. He became one of us. He, he's, he permitted himself to be confined to our reality, our wounded world, our wounded reality. We could... I mean you you got you have to you have to really think about it. He permitted and limited himself to time and space. It's you have to think about it. Just like you and me, we cannot we can go we cannot go back and repeat things. We can't go back and try to be the same try to do the same thing over and over again differently. Although now many people have become delusional that they think they can, they can change reality. But he, that's not true. He could will it, but he chose not to. He could permit reality. He chose not to. He chose to be as limited as we are. 
He chose the limitations of time. He most definitely doesn't have to. But time, yeah. He chose that. He chose to, to, to participate with things. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right, let's move on to the closing prayers. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of, of, his, of his Father, before all worlds. God from God of God, light of light, true God of true God, begotten, not made, one and be one of being and one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate of the Holy Ghost of the Virgin Mary and was made was made man. And was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and for the third and of the third day he rose again according to the according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, and he shall come again in glory to judge the living and, and the dead, and whose kingdom shall have no end. I believe in the Holy Ghost and the Lord, the giver of life, who proceedeth from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke who, who spoke of the prophets. And I believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Okay. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Saint Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in the day of battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attacks of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.